Welcome to another episode of Woke. But Joe from Unfiltered Brothers back in the studio today. Derek couldn't be here because he's recovering from a wonderful weekend of his birthday. But shout out to the Unfiltered Brothers. Thank you for being here, Joe. So today we're going to get into it. Get to the nitty gritty, the seasoning, the spice, the pepe soup, you know, all that stuff. You know, real spicy like Indian food. We're going to get into what is going on with the culture of hip-hop and rap right now. From what it's been to what it is and where is it going. But I'm going to let you start off. Okay. So I don't know if y'all know, but penguins actually don't even waddle in real life. They actually take two steps forward. I don't, I don't know. I don't even think that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even I don't even think that's true. I just... I, I was sitting over thinking like, yo, them niggas be wildin' for real. Okay, all right, all right. So, all right, when you say the state of hip hop, <laughs> what do you mean exactly? Like, ooh, when I say the state of hip hop, and damn, penguins? <laughs> oh, those are my <laughs> oh, penguins, penguins on your mind? All right, cool, cool. I fuck with it. When I say the state of hip hop, like the artist, the condition, music is going, like. The substance of music, like from what it was to what it is now, like what do you think the direction of hip hop is going? Not just in a business standpoint, but the actual lyrical standpoint, like the message being sent out. I mean, I think that I think hip hop, like with everything else, has evolved in a stance since, like, uh, you you go back to the, I'm, but I think that it's still hip hop at its core. I think that we've gotten to a point now where. Uh, Due to the evolution of technology, a lot of stuff has become mainstreamed, if that makes sense. And uh, we got another generation of rappers that's coming in. Like, uh, uh, like for example, we let's bring up, because uh, so you still got lyrics, lyricism. Like, you got Cole, you got Kendrick, you know, they going to give you a lyric or whatever like that. A lot of people don't rock with them. A lot of people do. They have a, um, they have a strong core following. Like, they have a strong core following that's always going to rock with them. Um, and then on their lyric, on their, um, uh, what's the thing? What's the thing? Labels. labels. On their labels, they have usually people that's um, pretty much lyrical like them, you know, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but then you have like, you know, you get Takashi 6 ix your uh, little pumps, uh, like younger people that's coming in to uh, the game and stuff. And like, you know, I was actually watching, which is so ironic. Cause I didn't even think about this. I was watching the um, interview on Hot 97 with Tyler the Creator, and um, you know, like back in the day, Tyler the Creator came out when we were, you know, well, you younger than me, but like when we were younger and stuff like that. And a lot of either you rock with Tyler, or you didn't. You know, Tyler had like a lot of, uh, you know, he had like the Upside Down Cross. Uh, he had the Cockroach Joint that he had mentioned. He had like stuff that wasn't normal in rap. And, but people either rock with him or they didn't. And I, I wasn't really a, I wasn't a really big Todd the Creator fan, but uh, I didn't not like his work because uh, he would put out uh, a good song or something. I was like, oh, that's fire, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, but to see like his evolution, I'm not even going to say evolution. I think that more like when he got more into his craft and, you know, everything like that, because I don't think he ever, when I was listening to him, it sounded like he never didn't take rap seriously, but he put his own thing on it and everything like that and you know it worked for him i think that's always been a thing though you're always going to have artists come in that 
don't do what the old heads would do and then it causes controversy but that's not a bad thing because if they get looked at their numbers go up uh, it's actually um a good thing because you know they're making bread from it um i guess like you can look at takashi 69 as like you know like every like you know he's pretty much one of the most hated individuals in the rap game so it's like at the end of the day <clears throat> you still <laughs> He's still making money. Like, people are still listening to him. Like, you know, so it's like you got to argue whether the fact that, like, is lyricism as important as making music that sells? Like, what's the like? Cause what's the point of me having lyrics if I can't sell my music? And, I mean, so, you know, it's like at the end of the day, what's more important? And I think that, like, that's the where the line is now because I think that not a lot of rap today sticks to its core. Because this is what I feel. I feel that a lot of older rap from like the 80s and the 90s and even a little bit in the early 2000s was more so, it was great lyricists like, or like really good lyricists. And they were talking about their situation, their environment. And I feel like nowadays, like from then, it's more romanticized than, oh, yeah. it's than just honesty. Cause like you hear Jay Z talking about how he was selling crack. He he's not telling you to do it. He's not saying that he liked it. He said I had to do it. Yeah. I had no choice but to do it. You hear things like that from other people from like N.W.A., um, Nas, Tupac, Biggie, and those type of rappers. They would um, basically paint that picture of their reality, but basically telling you it can be better than this. Now I feel like now with rap, the state of it. Like you said, some of it is still this core, like Cole, Kendrick, definitely. Like, you know, they may like have a party song every now and then. Like that that's cool. Like I'm not totally I'm not totally against that. But it's like the thing that gets me that you said was selling. I feel like personally, just cause some things make money doesn't mean it's good. L- like Gucci Gang was like top one hundred billboard songs back in twenty seventeen. Exactly, but that song won't nothing. It was it was completely garbage, but it sold. So did it really do good from a money standpoint? Yes, but did it do good in the terms of like rap and hip hop? No, in my opinion, no. And it's like I feel that way with like some artists now that I'm gonna get into in a second. But it's like that's how I feel about like the state of hip hop right now. It's more so about how much can I sell than what what is really at the core of it because I know like not everyone's going to want to listen to like deep music and that's cool like it's cool just to listen to music just to bop your head of course but I feel like if all you're preaching is the romanticism of the hood and killing and murdering and then like on the female side of like yeah fuck these niggas like take take they soul disrespect them and fuck these bitches they ain't shit anyway I feel like even though the song might be selling I still don't think that it's good and like yeah they had it back in the day too but it just wasn't as prevalent as it is now. I wouldn't say that it wasn't as prevalent. I think that, um, oh, well, I think that you also got to, like, a lot of things that's different is technology. Like, you know, back in the day, you had to go to the record store, you had to buy the record, then you had to go home, you got to play the record. Or why? <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but now, like, you know, you had to actually buy music, like, you know, physically. Um, now, man, it's as simple as you going on YouTube or like you go to Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Tidal, like you can go to music streaming 
sites and you can get music like instantly. And I think that the thing is, is that like, cause you know, you got to think like uh, Vanilla Ice was like a one hit wonder. You know, it's, it's, it's always been there. You know, there's always been artists to make one, you know, what's one song that went popular and they left. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it was trash. But, you know, it it's. I referencing um, that interview on High 97 with Tyler because Tyler made a very valid point of saying, like, not everybody likes my music and some people think it's whack. And that's and they are right because it's all about reference, all about, like, your opinion about it and everything like that. I think you have to look at um, I think the thing is, is that to the outside looking in, all rap sounds probably the same. If you've never listened to it, like at all, so you got the heavy beats, you know, you got someone talking that poetry type thing. It all sounds the same. Um, like to me, all classical music sounds the same uh, because I don't listen to classical music. Um, but I think if you when you indulge in it, you start noticing different aspects of the music and stuff like that. So you so you're someone that looks at lyricism because, you know, you're like, OK, well, you know, the flow is good, you know, they're talking about something. It's not about uh, so much as romanticizing this this aspect of hip hop. It's about them telling the story, et cetera, et cetera. But you got kids now that come out of the suburbs that listen to rap. You got kids now that come from higher, you know, higher standards of living that listen to rap. So what is their reference point? What is what is the, the thing that connects rap to them? And um, you know, I think hip hop and just uh black culture and whole is something that's always going to be romanticized because of the I'm, I'm not gonna say edginess but like because of the cool factor that comes with it you know um i think it since it, it's always going to sell and so it's going to be romanticized um if you think about it i think all all culture in a sense is romanticized or or something is taken from it um uh you know like i'm a huge anime fan so you know like it's a lot of people take they romanticize anime, but you know, they don't know how big it is over in, in the Eastern, you know, countries and everything like that. They think it's just, you know, people dressing up and everything like that, you know? It's like, so it's like, you, we, but we don't understand everything that goes on over there. We don't understand the culture and stuff that happens over there for them to implement this stuff into their bodies of work. So that goes into like, you know, the romanticized part of it, because I can sit here and tell you about Naruto and Dragon Ball Z and maybe some of the source work, but I can't tell you what it means to like me because of the fact that that's not what I'm looking for. I'm watching it because I'm seeing these guys fight. They're going hand in hand, but I'm romanticizing that aspect. Now, it will be cool. And I think I think this this will be hit a little bit hit home a little bit easier. It would be dope if we could do Kung Fu. I think every black person at some point is like, I wish I could do Kung Fu. But we don't know, or any form of martial arts, but we don't know what martial arts truly means from to the source material because we've romanticized the act of the flashiness, the coolness factor, just like hip-hop. Hip-hop will always be romanticized because it's cool as fuck. Like, I mean, you, you got a nice beat, you got a nice flow, you got nice lyrics. It's going to be romanticized because who the fuck wouldn't want? It's cool. Like, you know what I'm saying? So that I think that's... I think the thing about it is selling, I think selling is, um, I think it's a part of hip hop because someone's listening to it and somebody's like, okay, I like it. I may not like it, but somebody does. And I think that's the thing. Like it, 
it's it's all about opinion. And that's fair to say. It's just like the romanticism of it. It's just not always good. Like seriously, there's people who watch anime and just think that oh you're Japanese now. Like you get it. You completely get it. No, you don't. No, you, you really don't. And then there's people like who listen to hip hop. Like it was one time I was in class, and we we brought up like we were talking about like music in the world, and we were talking about how hip hop has spread. Like you know, there's drill rap, like Korean rap, um, uh, what you call it, British rap, French rap, Russian rap, and someone brought up Juice World, and this white guy, you know, was like, "Oh my God, Juice World! He says he just speaks to me." And I really get it. You know, I really get it. And I was like, no, you don't. You don't get it. And, then, and I was like, even then, Juice World doesn't talk about anything but suicide and depression. So you may get it. I don't know your story. But that's all he talks about. And I can't listen to that all day. Yeah. Just personally. But it's like, I feel like people are falling in love with the wrong thing of hip hop. You're not falling in love with the, oh, damn, he really says something. Like, you know, Wayne get on the track. He about to make a dope rhyme that gonna come back and hit you like, oh, I get it. Kanye gonna do that. Hov gonna do that. Um, Nas gonna do that. You may have some people nowadays like do that. I think Lil Baby can definitely do that because I think he's like very talented. Um, who else? I had someone else recent on my mind. Um, Young Thug can do that. Future can do that. But it's like I feel like. An, the romanticism that people are falling in love with in the state of hip hop right now is just the lifestyle. And like they hear certain lyrics and think, Oh, that's it. That's it. Period. Cause I was talking to one of my boys about this the other day. He said some things that he blames with how black culture is going now is through hip hop. Cause he was like, you know, no shot to anybody I'm saying, but like, let's think about it in the aspect of the message and reality. But before I get to that, I want to give a, uh, a shout out to my sponsor, Chalet Clothing. I'm sorry I messed up, Joe. I got stuff to say. <laughs> Love Chalet Clothing. I'm definitely about to cop some new gear since I got paid. So, I'm def- hey, I'll give you some money later, bro. Don't <laughs> worry. <laughs> definitely go check it out at C-H-A-L-E Clothing. Make it one word. Type it in on Instagram, Facebook.com, or check out their website. So, basically, it's like, and I agree with him to this point, people fall in love with the wrong thing. You're not falling in love with the music and, like, you know, the beat. Because a cool beat's cool, but nowadays you can have a cool beat with trash lyrics and it can make the top 100. Like, that happens. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes it is what it is. And sometimes I'm like, nah, that shit's garbage. And it's like, for example, like I said, I'm not about to bash nobody. But what does NBA Youngboy and Blueface really talk about? Nothing. But guns, my niggas. These bitches, weed. Yeah, that is rap. But it's like, you're not wrong. That is rap. But it's like what you preach about it is the message received. Now kids are throwing up signs and shit like oh. we've done before. Like, oh, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. give me that mic. Because I'm, I'm going to make this point right now. Before I was going to wait till you finish. But um, Beyonce should have won album of the year. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, first of all. I'm going to say this. I think that's bullshit. I think that it's a parent's job to censor the media that goes into their kids' lives from their, from what they take on TV to what they listen to. Um, so I, I get what you're saying. But as far as that point goes, I disagree wholeheartedly because if I'm a parent and, first of all, uh, if I'm a parent and I give you an iPhone, I have to know that with this iPhone, you have access to the Internet. 
You have access to Apple Music if that's something on your phone. You have access to other entities that now I can't manage. So what I would do is I will, I wouldn't give my kids something that powerful. I would they would have to get a flip phone or something. Like I would have to physically find a flip phone in an antique shop and get it, put a SIM card in it some way somehow, because it's just too much. And I, and I understand what you're saying, but. Uh, with the whole you romanticizing the wrong part of it but what if that's just going back to like that earlier point I was making what if that's just the reference point for them some people listen to music just for the beats just for the chords just for how it sounds without the lyricism does that mean that it doesn't deserve to be top 100 because of the fact that it's not lyrically talking about anything but the beats go hard because what if the production of the song was the bulk of the work and what if that's the part that matters and with that point, I definitely get it. You know, I'm saying like not I'm trying to say not everything just has to be lyrically just has to be a good message has to be strong. It's just sometimes like you can have a fire song that's hot 100 like Mo Bamba was a top 100 song. We all know that I got oh, we all know how that went. That song was about nothing, <laughs> but we loved it. I'm not going to lie. I loved it. It was a cool hype party song and songs like that usually like pass like that happens. Like you said, that's hip hop. But it's like my issue comes in, and this is why I say I agree with my boy. It's like now you're making what these artists are talking about your identity. You're making that how you base your life off. Because he was talking about how he knows a girl who all she do is listen to like Meg, Cardi, Sweetie, and she thinks she a hot girl. Like she thinks she about to have life life on easy mode. Why can't she be a hot girl? Because she don't do fucking nothing, Joe. <laughs> she. That's the thing, though. You said that's what most hot girls do. <laughs> but it's like, that's my thing. Like, I'm not shitting on, like, them as people. I'm talking about their music. I think that Sweetie is getting better in the business game of rap. And I honestly think that's where a good place where rap is at right now. Like, everyone is trying to make their money last. No one, like, back in the day, like, you would be lucky to be a millionaire right now. Yeah. Like, for real. But these rappers nowadays, oh, they're making their money work for them. And I do wholeheartedly respect that. I honestly do. They're creating that generational wealth. It's not just temporary money. But it's still like now, it goes back to what you're saying. Like, that's the control part of it. Like, for, like, as a parent. Like, I'll get back to the kids in a second. But it's like us as adults. Like, if you hear Meg having a hot girl summer, yeah, fuck these niggas. Fuck them. Do whatever you want. Hurt their feelings. Because, like, let's be real. That's what some of the shit is. And it's vice versa on the other side. Some dudes are, yeah, fuck these bitches, break their hearts. Like, future's still king toxic. But it's like that message is preached on both sides, and now it's influencing life now for other people. What's wrong with that? It's creating an environment now where there's not really morals. There's no respect around here. And right. and that's what I have a problem with. It. Like, you're basing your whole life off of artists saying, yeah, fuck these niggas, get your money. Yeah, you can go get your money. I'm not going to disagree with that. Definitely go make money. Definitely go be a woman who, you know, be proud, look good, have a good time, enjoy yourself. But you don't have to fuck all these niggas. You don't have to claim men are trash just because this artist said it. You don't have but to. Are they though? But are they though? Oh, I'll swing the mic back around. My thing is, is that I feel like I'm going back to those reference points. All right, so my favorite artist is Cole, and I didn't grow up in the hood. I didn't, I didn't grow up in a tough environment. I'm a pretty privileged kid. Well, I was a pretty privileged kid, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't know the struggle. But Cole be rapping, Cole be spitting. I and I mean, I can go. I have this huge argument with anybody and everybody on whether how great Cole is. But Cole is different from me because, to me. Cole raps like an intellectual. 
But I was already an intellectual before I was introduced to Cole. It's just so happened that my interests aligned with what he was rapping with, and that's why he became my favorite. If that makes sense. I mean, don't get me wrong. He spit. He's the the everything that goes to his music is dope. Um, Kendrick as well. Um, but so my thing is, I don't think that I don't. First of all, I love Meg. Um, I don't really care for Cardi B. Uh, she's all right, but I love Meg. I love Meg because Meg promotes women empowerment. Yeah, I do because. I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say why because I feel like in first off in a male dominated genre, um, she took a lot of flack, she takes a lot of hate, and I think that it's nothing wrong for women to to want to go out and do these things. We've had rap on a hold for so long, and we still do that. I feel like when she came in, and she started rapping, people was like, "Oh, it's a problem." Like, why the fuck? Like, she's promoting this this behavior. I'm like, first of all can't really promote something that you didn't believe in begin with um that's just like me saying that i promote racism and i've either had to believe in racism to begin with or you know you know i had to be racist so i think that the thing is is that maybe she's exposing or i would say maybe the exposure to this behavior is more now but i don't think that she's doing anything i think meg's doing the thing like Shake your ass. Girls go ahead. Shake your ass in the club. Like, the one thing is, is this. The girls that believe in what Meg say or they, idol, or, you know, they idolize Meg or they, like, like a high end with Cole, if they have that relationship with Meg, then they already believed in what Meg was saying. It, was, it wasn't like this, this, this girl on Little House on the Prairie came about wearing this long skirt and she listened to Meg one day. She's like, I'm going to go in the club and shake my ass. It, it, there's, I don't think the correlation's there. But that's the thing. People can still get influenced, though. It's not at the, just the thought of, like, that's the core of who you are. People are just easily influenced sometimes. No, that's not Meg's fault. I'm not blaming them. I'm saying, like, yeah, Meg has the right to do what she wants to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, am I going to get on her for, like, for shaking her ass and stuff like that? Like, no. Like, no, I don't care. Like, that's her. <laughs> but it's like, like I said, I respect her. Like, a lot of, like, female and male rappers now, I respect, like I said before, what you do as a business-minded person, making your money work for you. Like, like getting her master's, trying to build, like, affordable, like, adequate housing and stuff for the poor place in Houston, I really respect that. Like, you didn't leave your community behind. Like, Young Thug and Gunna going back to Atlanta and getting all those black men who were falsely accused on, like, Mm -hmm. charges out of jail and, like, into a home and giving them money with it, I respect that. I honestly do. I think that that's great about rap. That's something that we don't see a lot from the older generation unless it's, like, Ice Cube or Jay-Z. Like, we don't know what Tupac would be doing right now. He probably would be building houses in Africa right now. We don't know what Biggie would be doing right now. He'd probably be giving money to um things going on in New York right now. We we don't know. But I will say that's the thing about the new generation of rap that I do like. Because it was, like, my favorite rapper, Uzi. Yeah, you know, like, Uzi, it was a dude called him on Snap. He was like, hey, Uzi, can you pay for my college tuition? He was like, how much is your tuition? He said 64000 He was like, are you going to finish college? He was like, yes. He said, when you finish college, email me, like hit my people up, and then I'll pay for your tuition. And he did it. I think that's what's up. Like, he didn't have to do that at all. But stuff like that, I really respect. It's still like, though, like, what are we talking about? Like, when I said with, like, with the hot girl shit, a lot of these women out here, I'm not about to disrespect y'all called bitches or hoes or nothing, but some, not a lot. I'm going to catch myself. Some women out here hearing what these female rappers are saying 
And now you're trying to finesse every dude you meet. And I think that's not cool. I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you go. And then on the vice versa, you hear dudes listening to Dirk. Uh, rest in peace, King Von. Like, you know, tragic, very tragic. Um, uh, what's my call? Like, Pooh um, YM, like, Nelly and all of them. And, like, some of y'all actually think, like, y'all thugs and y'all really bout it, but you're not. And now you're putting yourselves in situations to get harmed just because someone else, quote, unquote, lived that lifestyle. And some of these rappers, because I remember he was listening to DJ Academics, he was talking about how a lot of these male rappers now who think they're, who act like thugs, they're really not. They're really not. And now they're selling that. And now people out here getting fucked up because of it. Like you either going to jail, you're ruining your personal life, you're ruining your finances because you think being like that is cool, but you're really not doing anything productive. And it's holding us back. I'm uh, I'm a wholeheartedly disagree with you again. Because I feel like, well, this is because, because I feel like, when are we going to start holding people accountable? That's just like, you said Uzi's one of your favorite artists. Uzi's definitely one of my favorite. Um, you know, like, Being Kobe is, like, one of my favorite songs. Like, you know, it's, just, it's, just, it's amazing. Um, AP Mill and My Rotor, like, you know. <laughs> but, but what if I decided to go get a pink diamond on my forehead? You know, it's like, yeah, Uzi can afford to do that. You know, Uzi can do that. Uzi can do pretty much whatever he wants because of the fact that he's a little Uzi Burke. But that doesn't mean Joseph Tony can do whatever he wants because I'm Joseph Tony. And I think that, you know, it's the influence. <sighs> Me and you just had an argument about the baby. Mm-hmm. Well, not an argument, but a discussion. Yeah. You, you know. <laughs> um, so, you know, we just had a conversation about the baby and stuff like that, whether what what he did with the kids and stuff was right. All right, so we're going to start holding artists, rappers, actors accountable for the content that they promote. Does that allow them to be, is that only going to be with that certain aspect? Because my thing is, like I said earlier, I don't have a problem with a kid from the suburbs idolizing rap and rapping about being from the hood. He, yeah, I mean, I, I wholeheartedly am like, you know, it's fine. Like, do it. If it sells, if you make your bread from it, that's cool. Because I didn't live that life. Because I'm like, I didn't live. Like, you know, back in the day, Wu-Tang, Bone Thugs, uh, Biggie, Tupac, NWA, like, Snoop, you hardcore. You know, like, one of my favorite songs is International Players Anthem. And I didn't know that um, UGK was that thug. You know what I'm saying? But I wrapped the hell out that part after Andre is done. At the three sacks finish, oh, I don't stop the song. I keep it going. And my thing is, it's like, it's. I don't think that it's so much as idolizing it. I think it's just <sighs> people aren't strong-willed no more, bro. Like, I don't, well, I don't, I'm not even going to say no more. I think the people are always easily influenced. I think I think it's a huge identity crisis that goes on with people um, in hip-hop because Everybody wants to be cool and liked. I think that's a human desire to want to be wanted. And you see, you see, like, all right, I can dress, I can do this, I can do that, I can carry a gun, I'll be accepted. It may not be who you want to be or who you who you are, but you know, it's like I play dress up to hide the insecurities or whatever that's going on with my life. I don't think there's nothing wrong with that because it's like you got to be strong in your conviction of who you are. Like, I, like I said, I'm pretty much a kid from the suburbs, like. But, you know, I and I never forget, I was riding with my friend one time and they were like, 
they didn't like Cole, but that's all I played in my car was Cole or Kendrick. And they was it was going to like a party or something, and they were like, "We can't like why like I can't get hyped to this." I'm like, "Cole got hype music," and they were like, "No, Cole doesn't have hype music." Like, you know, it's pretty much the same thing. Like, that doesn't mean he's not a good artist, but it's just not what I'm looking for right now. And I was like, "Wow, that's true." Like, Cole is a phenomenal artist, number one to me, but he doesn't have like a party song. He doesn't really have a hype song because that's not. You know, they'll have one like you mentioned, but, you know, it'll be like, I'm like, oh, that's so true. So, you know, you got to venture out and listen to other stuff. So, you know, I listen to Future. I listen to Uzi. I listen to, you know, uh, Thug is like a hands down one of my favorite. But I just think that I think that we can't blame artists for how people interpret their music. And this is like I don't disagree with that, but it's like this is what I'm about to say. So you you don't. <laughs> it's like this is where you get where I'm coming from. I'm not trying to just blame the artist. Mm-hmm. I do think that accountability comes on the people. But here's the thing: no one's checking the people, and that, like you said, that is the issue. We're not. Someone's not saying like, "Hey, just because G Herbo was a th- like involved and he killed people, don't mean you got to do it." But that's my nigga. I don't care if that's your cousin. <laughs> I don't care if you knew him. And then it's like, well, sweetie said, fuck these niggas. Well, what did they do to you? You don't know her? And it's like, I get it. Like, yes, we do have to hold people accountable. But it's like, for example, like Cardi B, when she cut off on her IG Live playing WAP when her kid walked by. But when parents talk about they don't want their kids listening to it, it's like, oh, that's not our responsibility. But you don't play it in front of your kid neither. Yeah, now you're no. being hypocritical. That is hypocritical. So no. you that's hypocritical because you know that your child shouldn't hear this. Uh-huh. But other people's children hear this and it's not my problem. Yeah, I could, I wholeheartedly agree with that. That's bullshit. How? That's bullshit. Oh, <laughs> how how is that bullshit? Because my thing, okay. Me and you for instance. All right, let's say me and you both go to the same car dealership. The car dealer says this car right here that you both are looking at is lemons. We both hear the same information. We we both know that car is a lemon, but I decide to buy it and you don't decide to buy it because you're like, I'm going to make a more conscientious decision and get something that's better. Is it your fault about that car? Oh, so how the fuck is it? How the fuck is it Cardi's fault that? Yeah, she knows the song saying where that put She know the song saying the wildin. But she can't go out and monitor every like she. I feel like she did what a parent did was supposed to do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get to you in a second. No. Um, uh, I think that she did what a parent was supposed to do. She censored the music around her child. That is a parent's job. Censor the music around your child. If you want to let your child listen to WAP, that is your thing. That is. I'm not gonna say that it's right or wrong. I personally wouldn't do it, but. It's not my job. I put the music out there. It's it says it's censored. That's just like you taking your kid to an R-rated movie. So you're gonna blame you're gonna blame the actors for making this R-rated movie when so because it's not kid friendly. And it's like I get the argument point, but like my point is it's like for example, like you said, I like what's it call it? Um, who was it? It'll come back to me later. <laughs> but it's like, I get what you're saying, why you don't think it is bullshit. Because, like, you're right. I can't control nobody else's child. You're absolutely right. 
But it's like my thing is, as a parent, you wouldn't want your kid listening to this. Yeah. But it's perfectly cool for somebody else's, and you're saying it is because they allowed it. Yeah, that's the parent. You can't watch your kids all the time, though. I, 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 I might say, and I don't think that's her. <laughs> and I say, I'm saying, like, and I don't think that's her fault. That's not the parent's fault. That's just because kids are going to get access to it. Now, I'm not demanding that artists just make clean music from now on. Like, not everybody can be kid and play and Will Smith and make clean music and still sell. True. But it's, like, one of those things. I just still think that's, I personally still think that's kind of hypocritical, where it's, like, I don't give a fuck about you, but my kid's not going to do it. Yes, I I I get it, but if you still if you if we both agree that robbing is bad, my kid better not steal. But y'all, I don't give a fuck about your kid. As a human being, I personally think that's fucked up. Why would I want your child? Why do I think it's fucked up? Because why do we need to go to jail? Why do we? Why would I not care about the aspect of someone fucking up their life in that instance? In that instance, why would I be like like for example, like okay. I'm gonna ask a question before you go too deep. All right, so you're you're saying that if I see wrong, whether it's my kid or not, then you should be able to address it because you know what's wrong. You don't want that kid to mess up. You are applying the village mindset to millions of people, Aaron. Like it's cool for if if I have a kid right now. Hell yeah, you whoop their ass. I know you don't believe in, you know, whoopings and stuff like that. But yes, you have my permission to punish them because you are a part of my life. And all right, this is your Uncle Aaron. You know what to do around your Uncle Aaron. You see something going on, yes, you have permission. You can't apply that mindset with millions of people. I just think that's a little bit too much. Like, I think that's how she makes her bread and butter. (laughs) And it's like, like I said, I get it. I like I said, I get it from that aspect of like, no, not every child in this world who would listen to um whatchamacallit, like Lil Dirk, like every little boy that listens to him, that's not his responsibility. Mm-hmm. You chose to listen to him. I agree with that. But then again, it's like there are reasons like some rappers chose not to say things in their songs because they knew who the audience was. Mm-hmm. And that's on them. And at the end of the day, like like I agree with you, that's on them to not do it. Because I know Heavy D did that. Mm-hmm. Like he stopped cussing his music and talking about things. He said because he knew who was listening to it, mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a double edged sword. It's like you said, like we can't blame the idol, but we put them on the pedestal. Oh, I know. And I know you don't, but people do. So, and and, that, and I agree with you. And that's their fault. But it's like now it's becoming the norm, in my opinion, to be ain't shit people. Oh, yeah. It's becoming the norm to normalize things that are supposed to be good in the world. Well, not normalized good. Not it, normalize bad. bad. There you go. Like being a hoe is cool now. Being a thug, like with thirty niggas rolling up deep with you, oh, and like <laughs> oh the six nine joint. Yo, if I got thirty niggas in the booth with me, right? And I'm coming through hard, right? I wasn't even there though. <laughs> go listen to his interview with DJ Academics. But while you also listening, make sure you go check out my sponsor at Chalet Clothing. That's C H A L E Clothing. Check it out. Get some good stuff. They got stuff coming out for the fall, and summer's not over yet, so they still got a summer sale going on. So, it's like I get it to some extent. No, it's not their. It's not their responsibility. Like, it's. It's tricky, though, because, like, we put the same method to other things. Like, let's say, like, every grocery store in the world closed. And Walmart's like, hey, we got our money. 
it's not our responsibility to feed your kids. Are they right? Yes. Is it still fucked up? Yes. In my opinion. Like you own a billion dollar <laughs> grocery store that people need. <laughs> I'm saying like if we just apply that method in other places, it's going to be different. How are you going to sit here? I think it's just funny too. How are you going to sit here and say that? And then you sat there and sided with the baby. Because I can't. I'm just being funny. I'm just being funny. I'm just, I'm just being funny. That's all. But like my point is yeah. just like when we apply that method to different things, it just gets tricky. It just like there's sometimes it's black and white, sometimes it's gray. Mm-hmm. Like in this instance, like, no, your rappers can't raise your kids. Cause like I remember Charles Barkley said, I know he's not a rapper, he's an NBA basketball player, but he also um told the public one time, it's not my responsibility to raise your kids. Mm-hmm. I'm a basketball player. And yeah. he was right. And we can apply the same thing here, like, no, it's not. But it's one of those tricky subjects where I feel like you're preaching, yeah, all these women is trash. Just run through them. Make your money, my brother. And now people go do it, but now you get blamed, the artist. I think that's kind of fair because, yes, you did say it. But then again, I'm going to go back over him like, no, nah, but y'all did it. Yeah, yeah. So hold on. But, like, I feel like, you know, I'm not saying it should be 50-50, but it's like with some things like artists say and that people do idolize and put on that pedestal, I feel like you do have some accountability, but not all of it. I get like not all, not all of it. What's with the face, man? <laughs> <laughs> I be forgetting that you don't have a camera. <laughs> but um, okay, I, I disagree with it because um, I think that what you're saying is the problem. Like, I wouldn't want my kid listening to Future, and um, because of the fact that I fuck with Future. I mean, he made March Madness. Hands down, one of the greatest songs ever created. But, um, you know, in the song, he says, Dirty Soda in the Styrofoam. Like, okay, my kid hears that. He's going to like, what's Dirty Soda? Like, maybe he'll type it in Google because Google's a thing now. All right, so now he types in Dirty Soda. He comes up with promethazine and everything else, whatever else, lean or whatever else they're mixing in soda. Is it lean? I think it's lean. Yeah. Okay, so that you mix it with lean and soda. All right, so he's like, what's lean? Okay, then Google tells him lean is basically cough medicine, and you know, whatever. You can get it from doctor or whatever. Okay, so now he's already learned what this is. But I could have completely avoided that if I just would have, A, not played the song around him, B, limited to the music that he listens to or they listen to. Um, you know, and it's like... You, your your kids are gonna find out. They're curious. Like they soak up information like left and right. Like they're gonna hear things from their peers that, like, there's no way you can completely censor a child. Um, and so I guess you, I guess you are kind of right. If 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 artists and actors did take more accountability with their media, then it would lessen a little bit. But I also feel like when I was growing up and when I, yeah, it's still on the people, you know. And that's why I said, like, I don't f- disagree with that at all. It's still some accountability. But it's like, let me tell you a little story. It's story time, everybody. I wish I had, like, boy, like, um. Oh, uh, true, true. You're right, you're right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, don't, I get it. Yeah. Throw them in your, your podcast. But you definitely need, you be having some good stories. Oh, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it. But I'm not going to keep the story long. But it's like, this is why I say there should be some accountability on the person. Like, for example, as a little kid, I like to hang around my Uncle Mike. My Uncle Mike, sometimes, 
when he was around his friends and I would try to hang out with him, he would cuss. Mm-hmm. And one day he was like, man, damn. And now I'm going home. I'm playing my game. I get frustrated. Damn, my mom busts in the room. Who said that? Where'd you hear that? I heard it from Mike. She didn't get mad at me. She got mad at him because that's who I heard it from. But I know we can't do that. We can't just call, um, excuse me, the baby. My son heard you say busting the bitch mouth <laughs> three times on the weekend. And that is just wrong. That's what I said. Like, I get it in that aspect. But it's like with some things, it's like I said, it's a black and white or it's gray. It's different every situation. Like in that situation, my mom was right for going to the source. Now, there is like different things involved in that. You know, the source is more easily accessible because it was her brother. But that's why I said it's still some accountability. Like, for example, like when Trump did everything, I know we get into politics, but like when Trump said, everyone, yeah, let's go take our country back, and everyone went to the Capitol, who did we really blame? Some people blame Trump. I know I did. Some people blame the people who stormed it. So it's like, who gets in trouble? The leader who gives the order or the soldiers who follow? Okay. Now we get into the nitty gritty. Because that's a good point. That's a very valid point. I would say the point with your parent, your mom, though, a um, little bit different only because of the fact that, one, like you said, your uncle is more accessible. And, two, she allowed you to go with your uncle. So it's like, and, and yeah, it was your uncle's responsibility uh, to monitor what he says around a kid because, you know, like I said. But like I said, also because of the a level of accessibility that your uncle had to you it changed the aspect of it, if that makes sense. Um, because my, cause that's just like saying, all right, I'm going to take my kid to a Meg Thee Stallion concert, and then she says, WAP, and then now my kids walk around the house saying, WAP. Like, it's kind of on me at that point. Because, like, I can't tell her what to say on stage, you know, like, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, your uncle's accessibility. But that's a very good point about who do we hold accountable in that. And the reason I'm going to say the answer is different is because you're dealing with adults. That's the key factor. Um, your brain is fully finishing developing as an adult. I, I That's why I classify as adult. When your brain is done growing and you are completely finished, like you stop growing physically, mentally, and everything else, that is when you're an adult. You had grown people growing to the capital climbing that thing. Like, it wasn't like I, it was seven-year-old, eight-year-olds going there like, oh, yeah, Trump said we're going to take this country back. No, you had grown people saying we're going to take this country back. And you had grown people doing these things. You had grown people driving hours and hours from red states and everywhere else um, to to participate in the act of the Capitol. Yes, Trump did say that. Trump did state, you know, that something was going to happen on this date, blah, blah, blah. But grown people decided to take the action. And I think that we're going to we're going to stop. We have to get to a point where you have to start holding grown individuals, adults accountable for their actions, because that's just like you saying, yeah, Joe, I got free nuggets because I uh, showed my titty in the drive through. So I go to the drive through, I show my titty and now I'm getting locked up. Who's at fault? Because you told me to do it or what? Like you'd be like, I didn't think you was actually going to do it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like. Got grown people accountability is way different than kids. That's what I was saying. I like sixty five percent agree with you because it's like yeah, like adults, you an adult, you know what you're doing, but a ten year old sometimes know what they're doing too. 
like sometimes do could they know better yes but i feel like at some ages as a child you know right from wrong you know hey don't do this yes do this like 10 11 12 13 so with some shit me personally i don't believe in letting something slide with people like especially kids like i tell my little son hey stop hitting your brother and he hit him again now i'm on your ass i told you not to do that yeah but my teenagers stop stop busting in your brother's room when he's trying to study and you keep doing it to me that's still the same i gave you a direct order i still i told you to stop that shit sound like Senior, basically, like I told you, do something, you do it. That's <laughs> that's it's like, like I said before, there's levels to it. But we even like sometimes we still don't live because there's adults who be fighting adults. So it's like back then when they was told by their mama, don't put your hands on nobody. Now you 40 in press club throwing your hands on somebody. You still didn't listen. So who do we blame? The person doing it or the mom for not instilling that in him? But it's like it's like I said, it's rap music. Who do we, do we blame G, G Herbo for talking about? Yeah, like had to do what I had to do. to got to lock these niggas up. Had to go get out here and shoot nigga in the back of the truck. But I ain't want to. Y'all write that down. Y'all can keep that rhyme. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But what he talked about, what he had to do to survive, people are now romanticizing it. He didn't do it. But then there are rappers who do romanticize it, and there's people who follow along with it. And like I said, like regardless of who it is or what it is, it's like, like you said, uh, where does accountability come in? I wholeheartedly agree with you that people need to look at people, not just the person who said it. But that's when it comes down to sometimes with the gray area or it's black and white. Do we look at the woman who said all men are horrible or we look at the dude who said, yeah, rob, kill and do what you got to do to live? Or do we look at the people who actually go do it? And I feel like that's unfortunately where it's tricky at now with rap. Oh, sorry. I had tightened it. I had tightened it because, um, yeah. Yeah, I must say I had tightened it a little bit because it was getting wobbly. Um, but all right, going back to your first point about uh you telling your kid to do something and you say like 10 year olds, 11 year olds and 12 year olds understand what they're doing. I'm gonna give you an example. I got a story this time. Um, so, uh, as you know, I went to governor's school. Um, so, you know, I was in the smart class. Thank you. So I graduated from community college before I graduated from high school. So for the last six weeks of school, I decided that, and I'm 18, I decided I wasn't going to do a damn thing. I got a B in Miss Simon class, and I literally got Fs in everything else. My GPA was so high, it dropped down to a 3.4. When we go before financial aid, and, you know, like, my mom was heated. She was like, I can't believe. Like, I was grounded that summer. Like, I was the only 18-year-old kid in the history of history that was grounded. Like, like it's I was the only one. So she had grounded me. I got in trouble. Uh, all I could do was, like, basically go to work, and that was it. So what ended up happening was we went to financial aid and financial aid was like, we have this grant, but we can't give it to you because he doesn't have a 3.5 or above. I will say this. And the reason I said this story is because you can know 
what you're doing is right or wrong, but you don't know the lasting effects of it right then and there. So a kid can know that me hitting my sibling is wrong, but he doesn't know that he may give his sibling trauma from it because of the repeated bullying. So you have to look at it from that aspect. Yes, actions could be wrong. Actions could be like, uh, you know, it could be negative. But we sometimes as people don't have the hindsight or the foresight to see further than what we have already um, have already done. So that was the first thing I'm going to say. Secondly, I still don't blame actors and, um, and musicians because they're not their job to raise your goddamn kids. You raise your kids. You shouldn't have your kids listening to stuff anyway. Going back to your point about G Herbo, my thing is, is that it is okay for you to want to be, like for you to like this genre of music, but you got to understand that a lot of people didn't have no way out. That was their way out. They had to do what they had to do to survive. And I think that it's your responsibility as an adult to understand that the actions that these people took to get to where they are is okay for them because they made it, but it's not okay in the overall scheme of things because it was wrong. So you shouldn't romanticize it. It's more of an understanding, if that makes sense. Like, like I can understand if you were fighting somebody and then you had a, like you guys were tussling over the gun and you accidentally shot them, that's understandable because it was self-defense. Now it, that doesn't mean for me to go buy a gun. And if I get into a fight for me to shoot this person, I have to understand the context behind what was going on. That is the responsibility of the adult. I can't take your life and apply it to mine just because I think that what you did was cool. It's just, it's, you have to be your own person. Damn it! Not again. It's okay. It's still connected. We still rolling. But that's what I was agreeing with. Like the, damn it! Don't break the stand. There we go. There we go. I know I did it. My bad. I'm a bad person. <laughs> that's what. That's what I'm saying. Like it's now. People are hearing this. Even grown ass adults are hearing this, and they hear like, um, what's we call it? The the male rappers. Yeah, I can't trust a soul for real. Shit, for real, it's lonely out here. I don't need nobody. And now you're making that your life. And then... But they might believe in it. And I say, yeah, they might believe in it. But if you never did from the start, now that goes back to your point of, like, being a weak-willed individual. And I do agree with that. Like, some people, you just don't have a sense of who you are, so you let what you listen to define it. And I think that that is on that person, definitely. And it is also on that person to listen to these lyrics, listen to these verses, and decipher what is what. But, yeah, I don't know. We're going to have to just hold the mic up for this time. <laughs> I got it. Yeah. Um. So I think that the other thing is, is that when you're sitting back and you're looking at it from that aspect, you have to realize that at some point, maybe that person did agree with what was being said. Like, um, you know, you brought up Juice World over, and I like Juice World. Juice, Juice World is kind of um, he's probably um, now I'm scared. <laughs> um, Juice World is uh, I like some of his music. I, I mean, I'm not a huge Chiefs fan, but you know, he has a couple of songs that I like. But he did talk a lot about depression, and sadness, and you know, like the overall negative aspects of life. And what if I'm at a down point in my life? I start listening to Juice World, and now I kind of believe in what he's saying. 
I think that that's not wrong because of the fact that like you go through things in life. Um, you know, I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. Uh, so like, you know, my dad wasn't like actively, actively in my life. Uh, he, he was always there, but he wasn't the father figure that I wanted him to be. Um, so Cole has multiple songs speaking about his relationship to his dad. And I, you know, I empathize, sympathize with what he's saying because I went through it myself. So his music relates to me. So, you know, I don't think that there's nothing wrong with people like, you know, they say like, fuck niggers, blah, blah, blah. Like, like with the girls bashing men because they might be going through a heartbreak. They might, I mean, everybody goes through stuff. Why are you looking at me like this? Because that's not every man's fault. Like, that's my thing. Like, the like, eh, like, but I know, but you, you said if they're screaming fuck niggas, they might be going through something. Okay, but why are they going after every man? Vice versa. Yeah, she might have. Yeah, yeah, I'm cutting you off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna finish my damn point. <laughs> Cut me off on my show. This is woke, damn it. And I'll be and I'll be unfiltered on oh! woke. Yes, I said it. I said it. And vice versa. Like, bro, I'm sorry she plays you, but you can't blame every woman in the world. That's not that's not fair. That's a generalization and that's bullshit. What is going on with this thing? <laughs> oh, so it's my fault. I broke your shit. Um okay, first of all, don't turn up on me. Cause this ain't woke, this sleep. <laughs> Man, I know, but it's kind of hard because I can't. There it goes. Um, so basically, I'm saying this: that there, I feel like honestly, there is nothing wrong with with women saying that because my thing is, is that we say it as well. Like, yeah, it's a generalization. And it's trash. Like, I think that what I think the part that you're you're, yeah, you thought it was fixed. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna just take the mic off. No, don't do that. This thing you thought. Why can't I just take the mic off and hold the mic? Because it's so messed up. Is it really? Yeah. How? I don't know. It's a thing. You don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> um. So basically, what I was saying was that okay. So for that aspect of their life, maybe they are at a point where they're saying, "Forget all dudes." Like that they went through bad breakups and everything like that. And that's fine. Like, I feel like that's okay. Yeah, it's a generalization, and she, they don't want to deal with dudes. But that's okay, though. They don't have to. They're at a point in their life where they don't want to deal with dudes. Dudes have brought trouble. Every dude they mess with has brought trouble with life, whether it's their fault or the dude's fault. It is what it is. That I don't take that personally, honestly, because if I was to take that personally, then I would have to take the racist white person that thinks that all Negroes are bad. I would take that personally. And I don't have time. I would honestly be like, I did nothing to you. And I've, 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 I've experienced women like this. They're like, Oh, like you don't want anything. I'm like, you don't know me. You can't tell me what I want from you, et cetera, et cetera. You can't say that I'm a bad guy because you've never known me. But at the end of the day, I understand that you're speaking from a place of hurt. And I understand that you're speaking from your experiences. Maybe you should stop looking at, these people and look at yourself and then go from there but i don't take it personally because i know that it has nothing to do with me when you're solidified as a person you're solidified with who you are it doesn't matter what other people think and say because at the end of the day it and i know it doesn't apply to me and i like i said i get that but i still think that sometimes like these messages that some this guy god I'm, <laughs> I'm so sorry y'all 
I, it's just like at some point in time, like the like Juice World, like yeah, I've been diagnosed with depression. I understand it, but my thing is like, bro, I don't think that someone's music that way can save you. Like I get it. Like you can relate. We, I get it. Law. Everyone goes through loss. Everyone goes through heartbreak. Everyone goes through trauma. I get it. But listening to this song and seeing that someone has been through it too is not gonna fully help you. It may be reassuring to know that you're not the only one, and that's honestly good. But if this is something very, very traumatic, then that's when you need to seek professional help. And if this is like a point in period of time in your life where you're going through heartbreak, okay, the music is cool right now. Like that, that can happen. That's that that happens. But maybe that's the part that is helping to them. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe the notion of because I know that when I went through my uh, my traumas and stuff like that knowing that other people went through it with me was the reassuring part and was the part that helped me start healing from it. And, but I, I wholeheartedly agree with you because just because somebody, you know, just because, did we fix it? I don't know, but keep going. Okay. Um, just because somebody, you know, goes through trauma and goes through pain and raps about it or sings about it or whatever doesn't mean that necessarily it will help. I agree with that part. But I think it's very reassuring, like you said, and very uplifting to know that I'm not that I am a completely different person from you. And yet you are speaking on the subject. I think it's more of awareness because I think that a lot of times the hardest part about going through something is thinking that you're the only one to go through it. No, the message of healing and the message of I'm going to get better. is not going to be present in the songs. That's true. But maybe, like everybody says, the first part about the trauma is acknowledging it. And I think that's something that's good. Because, um, and I think that's why, you know, the City Girls and everybody, like, I think that's why they are popular. Because they were, I, bro, I know, I know we're going to, we're not going to see eye to eye on this. And you, I'm not like huge, huge feminist or anything like that. But I do understand that what is going on now is nothing new. I hate to break it to you and everybody else is listening, but your mamas was out there in the club at one point too. They met your daddy. They didn't get married. You were born out of wedlock. It is what it is. It's accepted. Like, you know, like, bro, the 70s, 80s, and 90s, freak Nick, bro, it was some wild times. And, you know, honestly, when you sit there and you put it in perspective, yeah, it's a little bit more vocalized maybe now. And maybe it's a little bit more like out there, but it's nothing new. I mean, girls been shaking their asses since the nineties. And I get it. And like, that's, that's, that's cool. Like I know it's nothing new. It's just like, my thing is like lack of accountability. So you want to scream, fuck all these bitches, all these bitches was trash. Yeah, I get it. You may went through something. Personally, me, black women have done me horribly through my whole life. But but I don't blame all of them. I can't blame all of them because I don't know all of them. Mm -hmm. And the music I listen to, like I said, Uzi. Uzi's talked about that. And I definitely have been there with women. But that's you. And and that's me too, even though we're two different people. Mm -hmm. But I'm still not going to go, yeah, all these bitches is horrible. Even though I'm in a relationship now. Love you, sweetheart. But it's like, before then, I wasn't blaming everybody because I had to take an accountability. I still chose that person. Yeah, exactly. And that's what but I that's see. You. And I, but that's me. But it's like now it's a whole bunch of butthurt people, men and women, blaming everybody else. 
And it's through the, and in one part is through the music and social media doesn't help. Just being real. Okay, yeah. But is that a bad thing though? Like, is it? This, but bro, my, my, but hold on, wait, 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 wait. Just, just hear me out because the the overall topic of the, today's conversation really is accountability. Is it a bad thing that that these people aren't holding themselves accountable? Yes, I completely agree with you. The generalization is trash. We we have already established that point. However, I feel like when you are solidified in who you are and what you are and what you offer as a person, somebody else's actions, views, or whatever doesn't matter because you know what you bring to a table. That's why I say that I don't I think that the problem isn't so much is that they're saying it. I think the problem is is that people give what they're saying power. Because my thing is this. If you're telling me a fact right now, which I mean, like I like I said, I love having these conversations with you because even though we may think differently on a topic, I'm be like, oh, this nigga, he's 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 spitting facts. <laughs> like, because you make it hard sometimes for me to say something back to you. But um, I was saying like, if I give your statement power, then that that's you've already gotten pretty much what you want out of it. But like I said, like those girls that would say. You know, because I see it all the time on social media. Oh, you see it faithfully. Like a girl will post a uh, post a, a quote or something saying, "Fuck all these dudes," blah blah blah. And then you see a dude be like, "Man, fuck these bitches, man. Just stack your money, young king." Like blah blah blah. You'll see it all the time. And yeah, it's trash. But I really just think people be just talking out of place of hurt. I think the fact that social media has given everybody a platform in some way, shape, or form has um, is not so much of the problem. I think the problem is more the fact that people give what people say on social media power case in point i could tweet right now that um let's say i'm thinking something stupid i think something stupid uh that luigi is the best brother out of him and mario i think i do too because he got the little extra jump too you know what i'm saying like i was like he played it too but he be holding it down and luigi's mansion is a good game (laughs) but um what (laughs) what i was saying was so Let's say I, I tweet this, it gets no likes. Then no one gave it enough power. But let's say it goes viral. Let's say that 10,000 people have now retweeted it. 20,000 have now liked it. It has been quote tweeted. It is out there. It has been given a platform. Is that on the individual or is it on the people that support it? And putting it in music perspective, like Lil Nas X, when he was tweeting out, like people are gonna hate me for my lifestyle anyway. I'm just living my life. I actually respect that. I respect it. You're living your life. You're who you are. But at some point with some people, who you are is fucked up. <laughs> Who you, not, I'm not calling Lil Nas X fucked up. I'm I'm not I'm I'm not I'm not. And I and I agree. Like that's when it goes back to you, like he said accountability on the listener of this music. Like these girls out here who are hurt, or these dudes out here who've been hurt and traumatized. I get it. I feel you. But what are you doing with this power? And like you said, plenty of people retweeted that. It was on the shade room. Like, it was posted. And there was people in the comments going back and forth. Like, yeah, I hate his lifestyle. Called him the hard F word, which I yeah, which wow. I really think needs to stop being said. Um, and there was some people supporting him. And then there was people in the middle like, bro, what does it matter to you? Yes. And, then, and like I said, and I get it. But it's like, if my sister in the future, I hope to God not, is out here wilding and hot girl summer is still a thing when she's 18, 
I'm putting a nip in the bud in that shit. Wow. Me, because you're not about to go out here and look like a fucking hoe. Wow. And vice, and if I had a little brother, you're not about to go ahead and act like you a goddamn kingpin. Why not? Because I don't want. Because first of all, one, you get that whole label, you a hoe forever. And no, second, yes, you do. No, you yes, you do. You she can't turn a hoe into a housewife. She can move to California and change her life right now. That's a goddamn. Your past is still your past. Yeah, you can't erase. Okay. You can't erase it. Your past. Your past. Of, it's still part of who you are. I know a lot of girls that was out there and they are married. That don't mean shit. What, what do you mean? That don't mean shit That's to me. To me, that don't mean shit. You still was doing foul shit. You still did foul shit. Oh, it's foul though. For example, people still think Chris Brown is an abuser. He forever has that on his record. For like, for example. I think that's a little different. That's a little different because it's actually on a record. But that social record still comes along, too. Like what the baby just said, that's never leaving him. Everything he just said, that's never leaving him. But someone go out here and post something vulgar about women and, like, talk about them and post their news online now. I hope that brother gets called out for real, for real. But that's going to come with him forever. And he may do that today, and he's 15. And it may go viral. 20 years later, now he's 25 with a wife and kid. People still, oh, that's the nasty nigga right there. It's, yes. There's people, who, there are people who still come after people who are long and dead hard right now. And there are people who still come after, there are people who still hate Robert Downer Jr. for being a big ass drug addict. Yeah, and that was years ago. But does it matter? That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, I'm sorry. I'm gonna speak. We got to find a way to make the mic. Universal for both of us, <laughs> but but does it matter? Robert Downey Jr. has now established himself as one of the biggest, biggest actors in history right now. He took a a B class hero and made him an S tier hero, strictly off his performance, strictly off. Huh? He, Iron Man is still B class in the comic books, but but it's like I get what you're saying. Does it matter to a degree? Yes, Why? but to a degree, no. Why doesn't it? Why does it? Because do you want your kid riding in the car listening to somebody talking about murdering somebody for the hell of it? No, you don't. Okay, wait, wait, what are we talking about now? I'm, I'm talking about the accountability part, okay, okay, like okay. like the people when like the people giving it power. That's the part I'm talking okay, about. Okay. That's the part I'm talking about. Like people retweeting Little Nas X tweet, that gave it power because he was right. And honestly, I believe he was right. People are already gonna hate my lifestyle. I'm just gonna live how I wanna live. But you're gonna apply that same thing to somebody else. So people. Someone who's a known cheater, mm-hmm. and he tweets it, yes, I cheat. It's my life. It's the same damn thing. And they get, and like, let's say, like, oh, oh, I was like, no, no, you're good, you're good, you good. Like, <laughs> let, let's say, like, for example, like, Future tweets that. It goes, <laughs> it goes viral. He said, yes, I'm a cheater, but I'm living my life. Yeah, praises to the most toxic. <clears throat> he tweets that. No one's not going to be like, yeah, it's him living his life. Not everybody. Some people will. But there's some people who might know that's foul. Why would you do that? Blah, 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 blah. I don't want my kids seeing that it's okay to cheat on somebody. But they wouldn't get that from a... Oh, I'm sorry. They wouldn't get that from an outside source. They would get that from you. Like, yeah, cool. I grew up watching Power Rangers, Dragon Ball Z, and whatever else. I didn't think when I became 10 and 11 that I was going to be able to get, be able to do the things that I saw. Yeah, it would have been fucking cool to do it, but I never thought, like, like you, I think that the, th- the thing is, is that we do, like, as kids, we do soak up everything. Like, we're sponges. But I think it's a parent's job to teach them, like, okay, yeah, it's cool. You can see what's going on over there, but you ain't got a damn thing to do what's going on over there. You be your own person. You do what you want to do. As far as the, uh, like, you know, uh, Lil Nas X, 
I don't think that what he said, okay, what he said was right. Wholeheartedly, Lil Nas X will continue to continuously be judged because of the fact that he is homosexual. That is factual. I don't think that he was necessarily, it blew up because he was right. I think that people understood what he was saying and that people were like, yes, what you're saying is correct. It applies to me and it applies to my life. I'm going to run with it. Going back to the cheer scenario, that could also go the same way. You could have some of the most toxic dudes come out and be like, nah, future spitting facts, like fuck these. Okay, I, I know you've seen it recently. Um, the talk about what does that guy was having a conversation with that woman? He was like, What do women bring break to table? Mm-hmm. That was hands down one of the most unnecessary ass conversations in history because of the fact that it was dumb as fuck. It doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things, whatever. But you want to know why I gained traction? Because some people, some people understood what she was saying, and some people understood what he was saying. But it was that weird. I was in that weird middle place. Like I don't really give a fuck. Like it doesn't apply to me one way or another. So I don't care. And that's where I come in with you, and I agree. Like in some instances, it doesn't matter if it doesn't apply. But if it does apply, depending on what it is, then it does matter. So what, but what about the kid? What about the kids that you were saying were from the suburbs that idolize rap? Technically, it doesn't apply to them. So why do they romanticize it? You know what I'm saying? Like, go ahead. Because it goes back to what you said. Some people just want to be cool. Okay, but my thing is, is that going back to this. So what? So what's to say that I won't have another reason for getting into? I'm not homosexual, but I completely agree with what Lil Nas said. I completely agree that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I completely agree with everything that he said. So why didn't I take a stance out of that conversation? Because with some things we forget, some statements are are said point blank, period. Mm -hmm. And what comes with the statements involving a lifestyle, now that's different. If I go out here and I I go say, um, Oreo cookies have 35 calories. You can fact check me on that. You can do that. But I go ahead and say, hey, bro, it's cool to have a girlfriend and cheat. Like I wouldn't, I I don't like that. Like there's people. But what made Lil Nas X thing factual? But what made Lil Nas thing factual is based on the individual person. That's where it made it factual. So it's more of an opinion. You can say it's an opinion. I don't disagree with that. But for some people, their lifestyle is their lifestyle. So that's Mm -hmm. a fact. But even then, your lifestyle, even though how you live it is a fact, it still comes with consequences. And I think. I think it's their reality. I think that's the thing. So how come a, a fact is part of reality? It's a known it's a known fact that we won World War II and we live in that reality of it. But it's also a known fact that other countries assisted with winning World War II. So we didn't win World War II, but us as a world on the Western Hemisphere won World War II. Yeah, you're exactly right. And for example, it's a fact. It is a pure fact that he put that tweet out. We yeah. can check that. But it's his reason. But it's his reality in which he's speaking from that tweet. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what I was saying, what I'm, what I'm trying to get at is that social media. This is this is the real problem with social media. It has the ability to turn someone's reality into a fact. Just because it is your reality does not mean it is the reality for somebody else. You could have two homosexual people in two different corners of the world. One is accepted and one is not. 
I'll give you even a better example. When you have African-Americans that say, I've never experienced racism. And then you have the ones that say, well, racism is real. And then you got the other ones saying, well, I've never experienced it. I don't think that it's that big of a deal. Other people's like, I've experienced it. It's a huge deal for me. Who is wrong or right? Because both realities to them is true. Now we're getting into philosophy of it. Ah. Like, because that's the that's the thing. Like, because I like philosophical conversations, but I still am standing by what I say. With some things and some of the lifestyles you live, it comes with consequences. You can't lay down with dogs and think you're not going to get fleas. And you can't fire somebody and miss and think they're not going to come back and shoot. I honestly believe that. So how do you apply that mindset to Lil Nas? I apply that to Lil Nas X because, like, not in the sense of, like, his music. Like, okay, we're going to stay on the topic of the state of hip-hop. Mm-hmm. There's not many openly gay rappers out there. Mm-hmm. I think Lil Nas is doing his thing, personally. Like, right. like he's doing it. I don't, I don't listen to his music just because I don't listen to his music. But he's a smart businessman. He knows how to promote himself. And he does a good job at it, no matter how you feel about it. But applying it to the system of the state of hip-hop, with some things you say, some people going to take it, see it for it, what it is, what it is, and keep moving. Then there's some people going to take it and run with it. And just, yeah, 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 fuck y'all, yeah, we don't need men, yeah, we don't need women, yeah. And it's like, that's where it becomes about this. And now the what you said becomes misconstrued as the artist not the artist, as the people, but you didn't really get what the artist said. Like, for example, Meg, I remember she put out a tweet talking about one time, like, I did it on my own because I never had it. That's fair to say. But she didn't mean fuck niggas over. She meant go out here and work hard. And that's where I agree with you on this, going back to earlier, it's still the accountability on the person. But there are people who are going to see that message and be like, yeah, fuck these niggas. That's right. And there's gonna people who gonna see that too, like yeah, man, doing her thing for real. These niggas ain't shit. I agree with it. And then vice versa, like there's rappers who will post out like, yeah, in this business, you can't really trust nobody that's not in your circle. Yeah, that's right. Niggas is fake for real, for real. Is he wrong? No, but I don't think he's talking about someone who robbed you for weed or sold you extra money. You get where I'm coming from? Yeah, yeah, it's I'm not, it's, people sometimes take it to the extreme mm-hmm. and think that what the artist said is what they said, but sometimes it's not. Mm-hmm. But sometimes what the fuck they said was what the fuck they said, and people still take that to the extreme. I just think that with that being said, um, I know we're kind of going over. Um, I, I, I think that, going back to the Meg example, I think that you have to know, like I said, who you are as a person. So if Meg is saying, because this, this is the funny part about it. I think that we have to realize that artists, actors, musicians, etc., are entertainers. They say stuff, they do stuff because it sells. They put on a persona because it sells. They, they are who they are in front of the camera because it sells. Because Meg said all that shit about a hot girl summer and got in a whole relationship. And is thriving. My thing is, is that, so for all the people that sat there and was like, oh my God, like I thought we was having a hot girl summer. No, that's what you wanted to do. That's on you. And with that being said, those are your actions. I don't want, like if, if, okay, let's say my girl in the past was a hot girl. She had a hot girl summer. She did what she wanted to do, blah, blah, blah. She went to brunch every morning, uh, every day. She didn't work. You know, I don't know what hot girls do. I don't, I don't know, but. I, I I I just picture them shaking ass and going to brunch, like, <laughs> which is nothing wrong with that. I shake ass and go to brunch all the time. 
But no. Nah. <laughs> but no, nah, all just aside, let's say hypothetically she had like a textbook uh, hot girl summer and stuff like that. But I meet her and she's just the down to earth person that she is now. I think that there's nothing wrong with her having a hot girl summer in her past. Whether you label her as a hoe or you label her or give her whatever label that society dictates to give her. She's the person I fell in love with. She's the person that I love. It's just who she was was her past. I think that there's nothing wrong with promoting these things because I feel like after a while, you can only be a hot girl and a city boy for so long. Go ahead. And like I didn't mean to cut the monologue no, off, but it's like I still, to an extent, I get it. But still, to an extent, I'm not saying I don't get it. It's what you did is what you did, and yeah, if you, you can, can and like you can't change and you can accept it, that's cool. But like, there's rappers who even saw what was going on and they changed themselves. Mm-hmm. Like before, I mentioned like Heavy D, Will Smith, like all of them. There are people who did that and now are preaching a different message and want to focus on the now, not the then. I get it, but you still did it. I'm not holding it against you. That's just the reality. So That's just the reality. So do you agree with cancel culture? Hell no. But cancel culture holds the, the past of individuals accountable. So what you're saying is that... I'm not saying not all the time. Some things, yes, you need to be held accountable for. But some things in your past, I get it. You did it. And if you work to change to be a better person now, okay, cool. You did it, but I'm not going to throw it in your face every day that you did it. Mm -hmm. That's fucked up of me personally if I did that. But you know it. We know it. And, yes, we can move on. Because my thing is, is that I think that, you know, when you get, when you start talking about people's past and stuff like that, I think you're hitting a little bit of a, a touch of your subject. Because, you know, um, Joseph from 2017, 2018 is almost a completely Joseph from 2021 Joseph. Like, it's it's almost scary when I when I look at myself. Like, I don't know how this conversation would have went if you had old Joe in here. And the reason I say that is because I've learned, I've matured, I've gotten wisdom, I've changed. Like, I wasn't a perfect person back in the day. Like, and while I, I would say I wasn't a city boy or anything on that level, I could have there could have been people that stood up, like they could have been like, okay, you're wrong on this aspect. This is what you need to work on. This is why you're not a perfect person or whatever. And I'm still not. Mm-hmm. I think that the thing, when you, when you start talking about people's past and stuff like that, I think that the, the, the thing is, is that it's you have to accept it. Because at the end of the day, yeah, you got to. You, you're either going to accept it. I mean, at the end of the day, like you either going to accept it or, you, or you're just going to walk away from it. As far as a murderer's past, like, um, so like if you if you're you're one of my friends, like if you told me back in the day I killed a dude, I'd be like, okay, well I can't accept the fact that you killed a dude for the reasons that you killed him. I might have to stop being your friend, but that's not because of the fact that like it's just not for me. But that, but if someone does accept you, then that's fine. And that's what I was actually going. I wanted to bring that back uh, for full circle too, because there are dudes out here that will accept the city girl. A hot girl, whatever they call themselves. Yeah. I don't know what they call themselves. Um, there are dudes that, that will accept them. That There are dudes that want that. And that's fine. That's what I'm saying. As long as you are... The reason I have a problem with Meg music is because as long as you are being true to yourself, 
and this is who you are, if you like doing the things that you do, then do it. But I offer that rebuttal. You said this is who you are. So as the artist, if I'm selling an image that's not me, now people act like the image that I sold, what's going on? I think that also goes back to me saying, like what I just said, if it's you. Okay, so like if I was an artist, and you know me, like I become an artist, but I become known as this big gangster, like be like, damn, like Joe is hood. Like this is not the Joe that I know. This nigga is not about this lifestyle. But let's say, <laughs> let's say, um, yeah, I shot somebody. <laughs> but let's say that there are actual thugs that listen to my music and like, yo, that is speaking, bro. Like, you know, like I completely understand what he's saying. Yeah, I sold that image. But and I know you're talking about you talking about Takashi. Yeah, like I, I figure you're talking about six nine. Um, I feel like real, like people that's really about that lifestyle. And that are real and who themselves know that Takashi isn't. They can see right through it. It's the suburb kids and stuff like that that's like idolizing it. And that's the thing. Like there have been people who've been having hot girl summers their whole lives and be telling girls now, "Hey, don't do this for too long." Because yeah. I wish I did have a man to love me, and it's vice versa. Like, hey, look, I wish I did get out this bullshit when I was younger, young blood. Mm-hmm. But now, I can't even sell a pack of Kool Aid. And it's just one of those things where it's like rap and hip hop is just so interesting. Because like I said, it's moving in a way where people and rappers now are making their money more money. I respect that. I will always preach that. I'm going to give that to everybody. Meg, Cardi, Lil Baby, everybody. Like you making your money work for you wholeheartedly. You couldn't do that back in the 80s. You couldn't do that back in the 80s and the 90s mm-hmm. unless like you were Diddy. Yeah, they are um, artists. But that, that's the thing now is that with the introduction of technology and social media, artists are now able to brand themselves. Like, um, like Hot Girl Summer is Meg's brand. Like that is Meg. That's who she is. Um, you know, you got Tyler the Creator that you know does golf and everything like that. Like that is his brand. Like you know, you got um, I can't think of anybody else right now. But um, you get what I'm saying. That's them. When you're able to, I think that's the difference. When you're able to sell yourself as a brand, like, um, Saweetie, you know that she was like, she was coming out like with this weird TikTok or weird video, like her eating all like this weird food. Now she has a whole McDonald's brand. Like that's a brand. Like that's, that's so smart. Like she probably doesn't eat all that wild shit for real, but she can sell it like she does. Yeah. Like the McSweetie meal probably about to take off, but it's just one of those things, and like I'm gonna end it here. It's just like with some things in rap and hip hop that's a part of our culture, and it'll go back to what my boy said: the artist dictates it, but we carry it out. They give that order, and we follow it. But sometimes we have to decipher if what what are they saying? Are they saying, "Yeah, this is what I did," or are they saying, "Yeah, go do it." And I still think accountability comes on some people because I feel like you're a trash person. You're a trash, trash person. I don't care who you are. And I and I'll hold anybody accountable to that, but with some things, I think the artist does take a step back and look at what they said, and they change it, or they look back at what they said, and like, eh, it is what it is. And like I said, and I get it. I may have my opinion about it, but at the end of the day, I get it. Um, but no, I completely agree with that, and I think that, like you said, it depends on. I just think it's more accountability on the person. Like if you if you, because my thing is, you idolize with a trash person, then you were a trash person to begin with. Like, I'm just going to hold you that because there's no way that I would look at someone doing trash activities and be like, I completely agree with what that person's doing. 
because I'm not a trash person. And I think that that's like the whole biggest thing about it. Um, the rap of the conversation, like you said, the state of hip hop, I think now is, um, it's interesting. It is, you have the exposure of toxic masculinity within rap. You have uh, female artists coming out and actually, you know, doing their thing and everything like that. It's changing, it's evolving. Um, you know, and I think that that's a good thing because I think it's gonna have, it's, you, you can't have things too stagnant for too long. It's go, something's got to evolve. I, like, country music has been country music for the longest time. I mean, like, golly. But rap is something. And, I mean, it might have evolved, but since I don't listen to it, I can't contest to it. But to me, it sounds stagnant. But, like, rap is constantly evolving. Like, like you got Lil Nas X, who literally is one of, one of the biggest stars out here right now, but has completely changed the game. It's coming out as really one of the first homosexual rappers in the game that like is like I'm gay this is who I am it is what it is but I'm going to promote it like either you're going to rock with me or not and I think he makes decent music I'm like you know like I think it's like not bad like I'm like oh this music is actually pretty like okay like and it was funny because uh his music is and I saw him do an interview he was like you know we don't have like gay lyrics like that's sexual which is true because I was like, I, I've never really heard a gay lyric that's sexual. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, so now it's like people hear it and like, oh, what the fuck? But I mean, we literally talk about fucking and doing whatever or any song and it's okay. So I think like the evolution, the evolution of it and everything like that is crazy. And I, just, I can't wait to see where it goes. Not gonna lie, I'm a little scared to see where it's gonna go. But but at the end of the day, me personally, I'm just proud that people are making their money work for them in the yeah. rap game instead of the labels and stuff messing them over. Exactly. Like that's the best thing that I see happening right now. But hopefully things in my opinion, some things do get better and then some things, you know, do stay the same because people deserve to make the money that they earn. So ending with that, thank you, Joe. Thank you to my sponsor, Charlotte Colden. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back with another episode. Give your boy a follow on Instagram at underscore limits 15 and give them a follow on Instagram at unfiltered bros or brothers. Un- like, is it the whole thing? Well, unfiltered brothers or is it bros? Unfiltered brothers. Follow them on IG. I love y'all. Y'all be safe. Peace.